finally happened. <laughs> yeah, so what's going on? Tell me what's going on. I feel like you finally made this shit happen. So let's get the ball rolling, man. I definitely want to come to your show and, uh, you know, chop it up with you guys and, you know, just kick back and see, you know, what's going on in the field, what's going on in the industry, what's going on as a whole, and uh, what's going on in life, man, you know what I mean? Other than HVC. And what I want to say is, where for me hit that? So welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back to HVAC R&D. This is Ryden. Uh, I tell you, we've been <laughs> we've been fighting to get this episode to work for more minutes and hours than we probably want to count. And I feel like we kind of just jumped into the show because we were so amped, ready to go. We just hit record and go. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, you gave me the no, cue. It's, it's great. Oh no, it's great. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. It, it's nice to have an excited guest on the show. But we want everybody to know who that. this who this awesome guest is. Um, you know, of course. Yeah, we gotta we gotta bring yeah, it in we, right. We man. gotta bring it in right now. Uh, <laughs> usually, he makes his own walkout music, but uh, <laughs> we are very happy to bring to the show. And like I said, we'll throw him out here a little bit earlier than we usually do because we kind of already got into the thick of it. But well, hang on before oh, you introduce oh, him. I just oh. want to let everybody know. To hide your kids and hide your wives, because we're getting ready to bring sexiest man in HVAC out. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mr. Sexy HVAC himself. Welcome to the show, Louis the Boiler Man. Thank you. Ooh. What's going on, everybody? To all the listeners out there, shout out to everybody, all the plumbers, all the techs, and anybody listening to the show. So, yeah, man, I think first I want to say thank you, thank you for inviting me to your show. Thank you for, you know, um, you know, coming to your show because, you know what I mean, like, actually, just for the record, this is actually my first official podcast, so I'm definitely enjoying it. Nice. And it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, something I would definitely never forget, so that's that's why I let you guys know. Well, damn, I, I feel like we need to celebrate. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, gonna... everything is good. All right, Louis. So talk to me. What do you guys have in mind to talk? Like, you have any topics? Because, you know what I mean? I feel there's so many topics out there to talk about. There's so many things, you know, in so little time. So we got to pick, you know, topics that I think is trending. So what do you think? Well, the most well, the most important yeah. topic at the beginning of the show is always, what are you drinking? 
What I'm drinking, I'm actually, I, I'm, you know what? I drink a beer <laughs> once in a while, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm over smoker, so right now I'm not even I'm having a joint right now as we speak. So, for the record, <laughs> hey, so you know, right. just having a good time with you guys and enjoy the moment. <laughs> so yeah, so right. I prefer having a joint over drink. So if that counts, yeah, I'm with you right now. Don't hide it, divide it. I always say. <laughs> what you drinking, Ryden? Uh, I'm actually drinking a substitute hitchhiker today. Which would be uh, Dos Equis. Oh, so, Dos Equis. So, so, so Louie, on, on our show, um, we call Modelo a hitchhiker. Because <laughs> nine about nine shows out of ten, I'm drinking Modelo. Um, yep. So you're the, the, the Modelo <clears throat> spokesman? You're the Modelo I'm face? I'm trying. We're trying. We're trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> the sexiest man. Were you in South Carolina? <laughs> North Cac, yeah. yeah. Well, D yeah. isn't D is South Cac. I know. All I know, the Car- all I know is the Carolinas, North or South, but somewhere in the Carolinas. So the sexy event of the Carolinas, that'll be you. That's right. That's right. That's it. <laughs> My wife. I got blue. Agree, I got blue but... moon tonight. That's right. That's blue. I like blue moon. Blue moon is good. Blue moon. You know what? I, I I like beer. I'm not a big. You know, it's funny that I starting. I guess at an older age to kind of have an acquired taste for beer now. Because I got to breweries and it's such a different experience than you, you know, getting the common shit that you get at Seven Eleven. You know, you, know, well, you, get, you get a Blue Moon, you get whatever you want, and you get craft beer locally. It's, it's a totally different taste. Well, right. like when we were kids growing up, it was like, okay, who can I give this twenty to and hope they at least bring me back a twelve pack, <laughs> you know, of whatever you can get. So, you know, there was there was no being picky and choosy. Until That's true. we get older and now say, we can actually we can really go and try different things. Oh no, man. I mean I just All right, so trash. <laughs> we gotta get this started with you're gonna have to tell me what this food rocket is, man. Oh, food rocket, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like I, why not? And what's the story there? Well, you know what? You know, I like food, as you guys can say. I'm not the most uh, skinniest guy. Of the world, but uh, you know what? Hey, I try to make it look good. <laughs> sexy and curvy, baby. That's sexy right. <laughs> BBM. Oh man, let me tell you something. So, like, <laughs> the food truck has been something I always wanted to do. To be quite honest with you, but you know, at that time, it wasn't the time. And what I mean by that, whether it's a, it was a finance or whether it's a time, it was it was always something. It wasn't always necessarily about just one thing, one specific. You know, it's like most commonly, it's money. It wasn't really that. Right. It just I thought it was just it was not the money. It's really finding somebody so that it would help me out. So you know, I mean, I, I met my girlfriend. So we, you know, and she did the cooking. I saw talent to her. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the perfect timing that we could you know help each other. So that's exactly what was the reason behind it. But I always wanted to do something with food because food is an art to me, and also right. food is also a way that you and I communicate. Think about it. I mean, when you go to an anniversary, it's food. When you're going to go to a baptism, it's food. Go to a wedding. That's food. So it's like everything revolves around food some oh, way, yeah, yeah. somehow. That's true. You ain't That's gotta true. tell me, man. I'm from the south. Like every time we start talking about something, it's food. Oh exactly. And you always got fucking barbecue, so you know, why not? <laughs> and those are the vibes that I like. So I said, you know what, how can I bring that to here in my own unique way, my own style, but you know, still it's a food truck. You know, I don't want people to forget that it's a food truck. So I'm trying to make it like a bougie food truck. 
And when I mean bougie, I want like you know building a nice patio, make it look nice, um, you know, like a nice ambiance. Because most people think or have that stigma that oh, if you're a food truck, you gotta be the the, the cheapest shitty food. You know, I want to say shitty food. Maybe I take that back. But more like you know, you're cheap in pricing, cheap food, cheap right. whatever. You know, that's just a stigma yep. that we have. You know, it's been going on and haunting us for years. And I'm not that. I'll be the first one to tell anybody out there. Listen, you want quality food, you're gonna pay for it. Because I have to work hard for it. I have to work hard and we need I gotta go to Restaurant Depot, I gotta manage this, I gotta have employees. I now with the gas going up, so we use, you know, we use diesel, we use propane. So you know, yada yada yada. You know, the price has been going on, you know, everybody knows that the prices is inflated is going on. So and, and I tell people when I come there, you know, if they do ever ask me, because I only had a couple of hand, a couple of times, maybe like two or three that mentioned about that, about the about the product. And it wasn't about the product it was the price and the price point. And I'm like, no, right. I'm not doing that. And the same thing applies to the HVAC. I tell guys out there, listen, don't be afraid to charge. The customer is bitching and moaning about the, the prices and all this other bullshit. Listen, bro, if you don't want to pay, that's okay. We're in America. Fucking call somebody, go Jose and the home people. Let like, fucking wine and Jose <laughs> fucking good shit. These are my own kind, my own people. If I keep it 100, I keep it real with you. Fucking call Pepe, Jose, Julio, whatever the fuck you want to call. And, I, and as soon as you fucking hire him, and then later compare notes and tell me who's better or what's more quiet or what, you know, because that usually doesn't work. If I, if I tell you how many times I heard people tell me, I know a friend of a friend of a friend, that's another one. That's true. It's, it, it just makes me laugh, like a friend of a friend. I just told, uh, what was it? Not yesterday. What was yesterday? Yesterday day before yesterday. You know, we went to this job right here in um, Oceanside. So I get to the job and the wife comes out. And mind you, she looked cute. She was sexy. She coming like in a dress. I'm like, man, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. I, I wasn't expecting somebody to open the garage door and like, you know, make like a nice dress. All right. And, she, you know, and she had a happy accent, like a Russian accent. So I'm like, so I'm listening. But she was cool. Long story short, we get to the air conditioning unit and, you know, and they told me, oh, yeah, we bought a, a condenser. All right. So I go to the garage. It's a condenser. It's a ring condenser. So I looked at it. All right. So I know it's a 13 series of 510. But then, oh, so, I, they, know, so, I'm just so they bought this stuff online or what? Well, that's what she told me that somebody told them they okay. needed a condenser. I was like, okay. So in my mind, I'm assuming he got to be a mechanic or got to be some fucking somebody knows about air conditioning. So I'm still listening to what she's telling me. I listen to the story, and so I go to the unit. There's something that tells my intuition, like my HVAC intuition. So I'm just listening and I'm saying, <laughs> "Yo, get your husband on the fucking phone." Bro. I'm like, you know, she's like, "Okay, no, no problem." I call him now. All right, no problem. He calls him. Picks up the phone. Hey, what's going on, man? Listen, my people, listen. I'm over here. Your wife is telling me, but why are we changing this condition? What's going on? Because you're not telling me the whole story. Or at least your wife is not telling me the whole story. And then basically he coming out. Oh, well, you know, I have a friend of a friend. And he came over and he checked it out. And he said that, that you know, he never told it was a leak. He said, oh, no, you got to charge him with gas. Then the gas goes out again. He said, oh, no. Uh, what was it? Oh, no, we got to charge your gas again. But it leaked, it leaked out. So I'm listening to this lady. I'm like. Okay, I'm sorry, not the lady, the, the husband, but the, the the wife is listening. To, I'm sorry, her fiance, because she told me she's not married yet. She said, listen, she gets on the phone. You gotta fix this. Enough of this fucking bullshit. Back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this gets fucking entertaining because, like, I don't say shit. She's telling everything. Like, she's been going down this like the, like, the third time, from what I understand, <laughs> and she's like fed up with him. She's like, listen, fucking yo, hire somebody to change this shit. Because like your own friend don't even want to pick up your fucking phone call, but you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's a problem, man. And this uh, we just talked about this on our last show. Bring up Miss Libby again. 
Yeah, yeah Miss 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 Libby's across the street from me, and she's like eighty five by herself. She and she knows what I do. Um, you know, she knows I'm in the business, but she doesn't. She don't want to bother me. She she knows I'm out of the field, so okay. I mean, I could go over there and fix it. You know, and I've I've cleaned her drain and right. you know a capacitor here and there. I mean, she's across the street, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, but that's your neighbor. Listen, eighty five years old is a little yeah. different. You know, what I mean, that's, that's something different. But but she's got to- she had a unit put in. It's you know nine years old and still still under warranty, and her, her evaporator coal started leaking. You know, and she got. She got a guy over there from her uh, moose lodge or her whatever she <laughs> hang wherever she hangs out, and we're out in my driveway, you know, having a couple beers, and he pulls in, in the little transit, and it ain't got no letters or nothing on it, you know, and Uh-oh. he Uh-oh, gets out and stu- stuff so fall. <laughs> he gets out and stuff falls out on the ground, and I'm like, oh no, uh, Mountain Dew bottles, you know, falling out. And he's got no, he's got like just a white t-shirt on. He got no name or nothing on nothing. So, like, he's not, not looking good so far. He, he goes in there. Of course, at this point, I don't know what's going on with her system. I just see him over there. and He's in the attic forever. I mean, he comes out, he's drenched. And I see him holding a, a transformer. I can see it, you know. He goes... He goes back in. He's up there for 30, 45 minutes, comes back out. He's still got the transformer. Then he leaves. Then he comes back about an hour later, and he's fumbling around in the van. I'm thinking, what in the hell is he doing over there? Like, it's a a furnace, (laughs) coil, and AC. Like, there's nothing much to it. Especially the old models. The old models are even easier. Like, that's like... Yeah. I mean, this is a 14-seer... Yeah, he and he's just over there digging in the van like he's killing time and and he leaves and she here she comes walking over. You know, she's gotta ask me something. <laughs> and I'm like, What's going on? And she's like, Well, you know, he said some kind of party charged me three hundred bucks three hundred bucks for I said, Yeah, like a transformer and then you know, but but why is the transformer blowing, right? Like what's going on with that? And then 200 for this and 100 for that and i'm just like dang miss Livy, you gotta you gotta find somebody a little more reputable you know what i mean i said i can re- recommend a guy she's like well you know this company that put the unit in there i'll just get them back well they're the biggest in the town i mean they are huge oh yeah she get she gets them out and she didn't like the price <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and they're 24 hour, you know, they're, like I said, they're, the, they're on every commercial. They're the biggest guy in town. And, and I had to explain to her, I said, look, you can't, you can't have both, right? You got to get one or the other, or you can try to find somebody in the middle, which that's what I recommended to her, somebody in the middle and, uh, a good middle size, right? You got two or three vans on the road. They're not the highest, they're not the cheapest. And they're, you know, they got a call center. They got a salesman that can come out, um, just a good size. And they came out. She had a leaking leaking coal. Um, it was under warranty. They threw it in, and uh, she's she's rocking and rolling now, I guess. But uh, she learned a hard lesson on that. 
Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know what she paid the other guy. I mean, well, I was gonna say people got up there. People definitely got to learn. I mean, listen, you just had your you just had your one with the with the ceiling. You had to rip down for those people and fix all those problems. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Exactly. I mean, they. You know what's funny with that job that you're talking about? I went to that job originally. Then you know, I told them how much it is, and honestly, I do try to consider because I do do a lot of business. Basically, that's that property. It's a rental. Or, you know, it's investment property for them. And I want to say it's about like a 20-unit bill. Not that big of a bill, but 20 units. And they constantly have a problem. They're like, oh, it's low-income housing. So they always constantly have a problem. They always call me. They trust me. I'm like the go-to guy. So, you know what I mean? I don't. I want to do the the right thing by them. But I And I told them, listen, it's not that expensive, but they still found it expensive. So they found somebody else. They did it. And sure enough, that <laughs> shit fucking leaked again. And then she calls me. I was, you know, I thought she was going to be about something else. Surprisingly enough, she calls me, tells me, "Oh, listen, Louis, you know, you know that job we talked about, all this other shit. Yeah, what's up? Oh, you know, we had somebody and it just didn't work out. I, but I thought, you know, I thought you worked it out because, you know, I mean, I, it, it was maybe like a a month and a half gap, two months gap. So I thought they got to resolve. She's like, yeah, we're nice. dealing with it, and you know what? I just like decided and I was cheating on you, man. That's what I used to say to my. You know, my long time customers. And, and then she has to, but I mean, I can't say she's all that for me. She has this tenant. Let me tell you something. This fucking tenant is, oh, I try to be nice. She's an older woman, but she's a fucking bitch. I'm like, yo, this lady is like one minute is really nice. She's not, she's okay with me. Like, I'm like, I go, but she has your mom, but she wants you fucking like, you know, get loud and like, she gets, you know what it is? She's a person that she's upset and takes that on somebody. She took it out on me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They don't fucking think I'm not the punching bag. I'm not the messenger. And two, I'm not that guy. I will tell you, go fuck yourself, and I don't fucking care. I don't give a fuck how old you are. I fucking, I do not, I kids don't tolerate that shit well. Fucking lady's going to work on me all because she fucking, you know, because she asked for unrealistic things. Like, for example, oh, we just took it down. Okay, you're going to do it right now and put it back together? Lady, you got me to find the lead chat. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, like, yo, slow down. Oh, no, you know, don't be dealing with this. And in the, you know, and I believe the landlord. She tells me. But I know her. You know, I build a relationship with her, so I know her. She's telling me, like, you know, oh, yeah, I've been dealing with her, and it just makes it stressful. She let people in. Bro, she did that shit to me the first time. That I told her, the next thing you do shit to me. I'm telling you, I don't fucking care. I'm not coming back. I told the landlord, listen, this lady is really pissing me off. So she either opens the door, we fix it, or we fucking delete it. So that was, the, the, you know, it was like another problem. But these are the games that fucking ladies don't, I don't know, she's in some type of rent control program or some shit that she can't get rid of her. Because, man, this yeah, lady some... is such a pain in the ass. And I'm trying to help her get heat, hot water. It's always an issue. This time we're trying to fix the leak. <laughs> I mean, I laugh about it now. But at the moment, I'm like, lady, please, today is not that fucking day. Because she'll, you know, she's there watching us and she's bitching the moon. She's like taking all her, all her the frustration on me. I'm like, lady, I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> My boss was the worst about um, when we were when we were small. Uh, the, the old guy or the guy I used to work for, it was just me and him. He could not say no. And I feel like that's something you could talk about on this show about you don't want every single job, right? Especially when you're small. Absolutely. I know you get hungry and I know you got to make some money to pay the bills, but man, we took some jobs that we really didn't need to take. Um, and guess what? You took them because you needed the money and do you think they were profitable? Never. Nah. They're never profitable. You really just work for nothing. Um, 
you know, some of the some of the hardest troubleshooting I've ever done in the field is when we took on an apartment complex that had maintenance guys, and when they hit a wall, they would call us to come out, and they had already swapped so many parts and crisscrossed so many wires, man. <laughs> and I come out there, and I'm like, you know, there's there's boards laying everywhere. There's, you know, just piles of wire and wire nuts and man, that man. sounds like a junkyard to me <laughs> yeah i mean it's these it's like you said these apartment complexes and you know maybe low end because this was in atlanta and it was low-end housing and um you feel bad because the tenant's looking at you like please help me you know and, right. uh but you got to still get paid and then they don't want to pay it's just a mess man Oh, no. You know what? I hate you, man, on that. You know, but I mean, honestly, and I want to put it out there, you guys got to work a little smarter, you know, not harder, smarter. You know, we always got this thing right. that told us, you know, work harder. Yes, you go over, that's the game. You go hard, you go hard, the days of work, hard, over, but you know, work smarter. If I had to pick one, I want to work smarter, not harder. You guys me if I pick one or two, why? Because I'm, I'm, I want my life to be easy. You know what I mean? I want to be easier. You got to find what works for you. Everybody, you know, way of, you know, what works for them is different. But you have to find oh, and find and find what works for you. You know, a lot of people got this misconception, especially around here in New York. Oh, all the money's in Manhattan. You know what? You're right. There's a lot more money in Manhattan. You know, there's so many millionaires condensed in one area. It's number one. Two, it's a different type of market. It's a whole world within its own. You know, so yeah, you're gonna make money. But how efficient can you be going to the city? I mean, I charge an arm and a leg. I'm not even gonna charge. I charge straight up. Keep it real. I charge an arm and a leg, maybe another leg, when I go to fucking Manhattan. Because it has to be a, it has to be worth it. I flat out tell the customer, if it's midtown and down all the way downtown, especially the parking is hard, listen, for me to go over there is a minimum nine hundred dollars. And if bitch about it, I'm sorry, I'm not that guy. I'm not going there waste my fucking time. And believe it or not, I I I, I get those jobs more than I get like seventy five. So right. if I had to tell you, I would say about seventy five, eighty percent of the time, they say yes. Very few they say no, but most of the time, yes, and they end up paying more. They don't mind because, and then I hear back from them. I'm like, you know, I ask them. I want to hear a little feedback, and they tell me, yeah, we be calling such and such person. They don't call them the show, or they um, they say they can't book it until like another two months, two months, two months. The air conditioning over, you know. It's, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody says some shit like that, you know. And me, I don't so, like to, I don't like to how, say no because I like money. Money make you know, the, the money to carry for me. And I'm, here, I'm a hustler. I'm here to make some money. I'm not here to fucking dick around. So to me, and that's how I like it. And I'll be honest with you, also, for me, I'm very competitive. I'm competitive in the act. Like, I want to I boost myself. I want to, you know, okay, you know, kind of like test myself. How much can I push when I'm really, really good? Like, think of an athlete. I'm an athlete with my brain and my skills and what I know how to do. So I kind of, like, push myself, like, okay, how many jobs can I do in one day? But I said, and I haven't done that in a while, like, really push. The most I've ever done in my career that I, get, I kept count. It was 18 service goals in one day. But that was a long time Jeez. ago. That was the most I ever done. But now, you know, like the other day, we did like 12. I oh, loved it. Because I did 12 service goals in one day. <laughs> but let me tell you something, you know what I mean? To me, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Think about it. Think about what I'm, what I'm telling you. How many service goals can you really do in a day? How many a typical technician can do in a day? You know what I mean? So to me, like, you know, okay, that's why going back to working efficient, like, all right, let me hire a helper. You know, because the problem is with a one-man show, and that's the mentality, the old man mentality. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Right. You know, the old man mentality, oh, let me do everything myself. Bro, you cannot do everything by yourself. Stop being cheap. 
you know, you're, you're, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing it to yourself. All you're doing is just fucking making just a little bucky bit. But if you do the calculation, the amount of hours you put in the work and the amount of money you charging, you're not charging correctly or quarterly, my man, all you do is got a job. It's not a business. And remind you, as a one-man show, it's not a business. You know, it's a business, but it's not a business yet. You know what I mean? I, I was there on both ends. So I could tell you, you know, the, the moment you can leave and you have somebody you can trust and you can do the work, that's when it's a business. So, you so, so what's your... What's your radius? Like, how far out do you? Well, that's work? what I was gonna get to. You know what I mean? I used to. That's all, and that's also my point why I was talking about Manhattan because yes, you know, um, yes, I go. I could charge more, but how many can I do? How efficient can I be? Now I changed my game plan because you have no choice. So I said, let me just focus in my own backyard, my own yeah, town, right? You know what? And do like because it's there. Town here. I'm town like so. If I'm in the middle, I'm basically like an octopus. I'm the head, and then you got the fucking legs. So I got, you know, just the towns that surrounding my, my town and just be more efficient. So one wise guy told me one time, my man, be the king of the pond of the king of the sea. And brother, when right. I tell you that shit is so true, it works and it's working good for me. I haven't, you know what I mean? Like to say 12 service calls and, you know, and one took a little longer than the other, you know, you, you put 12 within an eight hour period. For me, it's a fucking win. And, and that's how you win. That's how you win. You know. You're not people looking to reinvent the wheel. It's not reinventing the wheel. And you gotta find a niche that works for you, like a system that works for you. So the system that I'm doing now is to work locally in my town, my surrounding area, right. and grow within out if I want to grow that. You know what? And work more efficient for what I got. Okay, I got my helper, and you know he's coming. He's, he's you know what? He has drive, motivation. He doesn't have the skill set yet because this is all new to him. He said he had a little, a little bit of a, you know, I guess. A, Experience, but honestly, he liked to go that fucking part up again. I was honest with him. <laughs> I told him, bro, don't fucking uh, tell me lie to me. He told me that fucking experience. Again. No, I can no see it. Exam. No, bro, I told this motherfucker fucking putting a fucking uh, a, a cap on it took him like 20, 20 minutes. I'm like, bro, yo, is that a fucking Lego set? This is fucking easy, bro. It's not fucking. What are we doing here? Then so I, I see him, and then I see him fucking put the panel on. Oh, forget it. That was the worst because I, I see him put the panel, and he's literally struggling. To put a fucking panel up and then put the score. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God. I'm How old is he? Yo, he's 32, 33. He's a great, oh. yo, but he's a great guy. You know, I'm not going to take that. And that's why I like about him. Because you know what? That's what we also fail to see as employers and also looking at it as a whole. You also need good customer service, you know, and it's very hard to, you know, I see some great, you know, talent out there as far as like what they do, they know the craft. But they're horrible people. They're horrible people that just like businessmen. They, they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to explain shit. So how the fuck you get the right technician? The, the perfect technician is the perfect customer service. And the, and, he, and he's great at what he does. You know right. what? It doesn't exist. It doesn't. You got to pick one side or the other, believe it or not. Man, I've, I've known a lot of technicians that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we ended up at a house together, maybe doing a change out. Uh, you know, and just terrible talking with the homeowner because that's a Brother, when I tell that's you, a I'm very just, important side of it. That's exactly you know what, and, and that's why I tell you. And that, I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this because you know, not that not that I don't trust my guys and the guys before, but you know, listen, you kind of have to take a risk. Everything's a risk because the minute you cut that umbilical cord and let those motherfuckers go out of the field, and you know, what I mean, like, all right, you hope they do the right thing. By your name, by what you taught them, and you know they're representing you. And right. you know, listen, I'm not going to say, you know, 
pretend like that shit has to happen. Ah, it's happened. Every fucking businessman has happened. The thing is, social media, people do not put, you know, those things. They don't talk about that. But you think about it. When was the last time you saw somebody on social media say, oh, I do shit work? Nobody says that. You only put what you want people to see. Actually, uh, you, right. you, only, you only put that. your crap work on Facebook. Yeah, forums but let's all talk you. like this. <laughs> let's all talk real talk. You know what I mean? You're going to see him tell me these fucking guys that, oh, you know, they're the best or they're influential in the game. They never had an issue or, or you're going to tell me they never fucked up. Of course they did. But nobody talks about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? As happened to me, no, you get right. from that. So, so let's, let's, let's take it back just a bit, Louis. So since this is, you know, we're popping your podcast cherry this evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did, how did you get into HVAC? Like, you know, what, what saw you end up kind of falling into this and you well, know, where uh, did you start versus how you end up now being, you know, running your own show? Let me tell you something, you know, it's definitely been a journey. And, but you know what? Honestly, to me, it was just an opportunity. I always knew this from young that I always wanted to work with my hands, like something mechanical. I mean, I took automotive in um, this program called BOCES. I don't think you guys have that out there. Are you guys? But that's something called BOCES. It's a program. And basically, you know, you can pick up a trade. And I was like, right, you know, the car thing caught my attention. So I all right, I took two, two years of automotive. And I loved it. Like, my two best teachers, I still see them once in a while. One of them, I don't see the two, I haven't seen them quite a bit, but the other one I see them, you know, I see them. And um, I want to tell you, you know, they influenced me because, you know, I, I admire them. You know, I got I got out of school, this stupid thing. I still graduated, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I had to fucking make it up at the end. But, you know, it made me work <laughs> for that fucking diploma. <laughs> but um, long story short, you know what? Like, when, if I got suspended because of the type of school I was in, when you get suspended, you got to be out of school. You can't be in school. Otherwise, they'll arrest you for trespassing. But, uh, you know what? I always like mechanical side of it. I always like mechanical. I love the automotive class and the teacher was great to me. So he told me, listen, you know, to keep me out of trouble, you'll let me come to class. And, and you know, he's like, listen, you're not supposed to be, I get in trouble, but, you know, I know, I'll keep you out of trouble and you, I know you like automotive, so you come in, you know, do the thing. And that's really where it started from. You know, I always liked, I mean, even as a kid, I used to take my bikes apart. My mom would get pissed off at me because she bought me a brand new bike in like a couple of hours just because I went with the mechanics about how it works. I took off the rim. I took off the pranch shaft. I took off the whole four. I was like, and my mom goes like, what the fuck do you do? I just bought you this shit a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and this fucking shit's at the pieces. And you know what? I Just because I wanted to know how this shit works. You know, everything's like, bro, I did some dumb shit. I remember doing something like that. Um, I know it was a little off topic, but we're in the, I was in the garage, and I was just finished taking apart the bike. And I don't know, something just told me I saw these shotgun shells. I don't know why they were doing the garage, but they were there. So I was just curious. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I know what it was, but I was like, all right, I never really seen one. So I, you know, so I took a razor, cut the fucking thing. I took it to gunpowder, and I'm trying to, you know, use it kind of like fireworks. Bro, when I lit that <laughs> shit up, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna burn my fucking hair off. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, the fuck am I doing? So, you know, I was doing, what I'm trying to say is I was doing like stupid shit, but I was always mechanically driven. It was something that caught my attention. So, I bring that up because I was curious to know what that was going to do, and I realized the effect was going to have. So that's where it really, right. where it truly started. And and fast forwarding, you know, um, I think it was like you know I was like 19, 20 years old, and I asked my uncle because I went to Florida first. Uh, you know, I would spend some time out here. I want to try. You know, I wanted to change something new. So I was like, let me try Florida. I'll go to Tampa, and um, 
I thought it would be nice, but it's just very slow pace compared to what it is here in New York. So I'm not accustomed to that, especially at 19, 20 years old. Yeah, this shit's fucking boring. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right, but it was all right. It wasn't really me. So I ended up coming back, and I remember my uncle um, came to the house, and he, he's a mechanic. I mean, he works on um, on tractor trailers, backhoes. He's a diesel mechanic. So I asked him, yo, Theo, you know, I want to ask you a question. You know, <laughs> like, I went for an interview, and I got two jobs. So he accepted me. One of them was to be a helper in a boiler firm. At that time, they sold oil and oil burners. And the other one was to work on those commercial laundromats where you used to put quarters in them. And you push that shit in there, and you be able to use the, um, the washing machine or the dryer. You know what I'm talking about? Gotcha. Yep. So I was like, all right. And I asked him, you know, Theo, what you thinking? He's telling me, listen, you know, they both sounds good. They both started at the same rate, right? But I'm going to tell you one thing. On as far as the washing machine goes, listen, you know, that's all good and Danny. I'm sure they pay you good money. I'm sure that you know you'll grow. But everybody needs a boiler. <laughs> everybody yep. has a boiler. And everybody needs some sort of plumbing. All right. Yeah. And I said, All right. I just took I took the chance to be honest with you. And, you know, I took that chance based on what he told me that day and I answered like, you know what? Go for the boiler car. I did it's way better for you to think that's more opportunity. And not knowing then what I know now, like, you know, shit, you know, like, look how that's just crazy. Like, and I'm talking about maybe 22 plus years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a, it's been a, a while. And and seeing what I, you know, now, my journey, wow, it took me a bit to grow up. And and that's what I tell people. This is a long process. It's not something that happens overnight. It is within the last five to seven years, you know, I would say really pushing it. Like, I see, like, I yeah. see it grow. In the last few years, it's been definitely going up. I see it. Nobody needs to tell me. I see it in the numbers. I see it also in the phone calls, the amount of volume of the phone calls. You know, it's like the food truck reference is like it's a totally different type of business. I thought it was going to be easy. I said, ah, I already, you know, I, I did this already. What's the big deal? And boom, I get sucked in the face. You get a reality check. Like, uh, you know what? Yes, it's a business, but it's a totally different type of business, totally different industry. She's totally, completely different. You know what I mean? Margins are different. Or you solicit is different. Or your market is different. It's just everything's just different. And I think, you know, yep. don't get me wrong, the fundamentals of business is always still there. But understand that you're not selling a, you're not selling a service, you're selling a product. A product made for, you know, how many products of that is out there? How many restaurants? Think about it. So going back to the you know, to the border thing, I'm like, all right, you know, I just saw opportunity. And I think, you know, I didn't really see it because even when I was working in the beginning stages of my career, I was like, you know, can you make this into a business? And still not knowing. I mean, I was working already in the field. It was still not looking at the big picture of the potential on a bigger scale. Like, yeah, right. I could make money doing what I'm doing here. Because the reason why I didn't pursue the automotive career is because at that time I thought everybody knew grandma. I thought I, I, you know, maybe it was just me or coincidence, but I felt like every person I was talking to, every other person when I mentioned about, let's say, automotive, oh, yeah, I have a friend of a friend. I have a brother and sister that does this. And, you know, everybody knew grandma. So to me, I feel like, oh, everybody's a fucking car mechanic. I want to try something else. Like, I'm do a and you know, again, not knowing that if I would have pursued that career, I could own my own body shop or mechanic shop or, or business one day. But you know, I didn't. I, I didn't know. I kind of had to find my own way. So, and I, and I got the opportunity with this oil firm, and that's when it all started. And let me tell you something. I ranked. I went up to ranks very quickly. And I still think HVAC is pretty lucrative, man. Yeah. I, you don't meet. Yeah. I know there's a there's a there's a million of us out there, but. You know, you go to a bar, or you go to somewhere, you know, there's a possibility there's no HVAC gas in there. I mean, it's still pretty lucrative. I mean, a good, no, it's you know, either a service tech or an owner. I mean, it's not, 
My man, still you more. can definitely make great money doing this. You know what I mean? If you say you cannot make money, then you're doing something wrong. The only thing I will say is this. You know what I mean? Like, as far as working in the field and working, you know, going in and out of houses, homes, small space, whatever, and businesses, you know, it does take a toll on you. So, these are very, very labor-intensive business. So, this is not something long-term. So, I feel that if there was a, a, a sequence of operation or of the path of, you know, we should go. I always think that you should. Don't tell Ryden's dad that. I definitely you know, think you should be a technician now, first before now, you become uh, a manager or anything else because you have an understanding. I feel like you Cage know. Joe has got uh, got the leg up on on Louie with the one guy, two helpers thing, though, because he's been doing that for quite some time. That's right. how he and does it. Yeah. For him. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, it works for him. And, you know, we're in a very small market or he's in a very small market. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes, in some cases, it does make more sense for him to really focus more on, you know, your own I backyard. Mean, like you say, he's also, your dad's setup is almost identical to Louie. Yeah, it really is. He's got his little town. He stays in, he's got a couple helpers. Um, he can keep busy and, there's no need to drive all over the place. Right. And, and, and you know what? And he it still ends up driving all over the place. But. Right. <laughs> but if there's anything we learn in this in this day and age now with this whole pandemic, guys, you guys got to go with the flow, meaning go with the trends, what's trending, and you got to change with the times as well. You know what I mean? Like you really do. You have to, you know, now whatever you worked maybe 10 years ago may not work today. Listen, it's not just in our industry. It's all over the world. Do we think Apple is going to do the same shit they did 10 years ago? That's they have Apple 12, 13, 14, 15, and Infinity. It's the same shit. You know, right. so you got to you got to revolve and just no change nine. and re-strategize. Right to 10. You know, and, and that's why I think people don't forget. I, I, listen, I had to re-strategize several times. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, I may not be the richest, but I will never die hungry. No fucking way. <laughs> Man, we got, a, we got a guy in Charlotte um, that he's a one-man show, and – he takes on what he can, you know, he don't take on nothing crazy, but, uh, he does very good work and he does, he takes on unique jobs and I love it when you see a minivan back up to the dock and his wife and his son get out, start loading up plenums and collars, uh, (laughs) you know, cause the summertime his kids, I don't know, I think his kids like 14 or something. And, his, his son comes up to the counter, you know, and he throws a couple capacitors up there and he says, I need this and that. And I'm just like, that's amazing. It's just bro. weird that's looking at cool. him. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, I like that. Yeah. I, like, I love to see that, man. I mean, the kids, uh, I asked him, I said, you, you dragging him in the, you know, is he working? He's like, yeah, he helps me with the change outs. And if he wants to get into it, he can, if, if he doesn't, then that's cool too. But, um, yeah, his wife straight pulled up the other day in a minivan. I was chunking flex in there and all kind of shit. That's cool. Like, hey, you don't see that. what I, you got to do. I, I honestly can't tell you when was the last time. You know why? Because I've never seen that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, I never, you telling me something that I've never seen in my life, that a dad coming up with his kid doing this, I never, ever, you know, to hear about it, it sounds crazy <laughs> to me because, like, i never seen that shit in my life. It's I laugh at it because I'm saying this, man. you know, and humbly, like, you know, I've really never seen that. To to honestly see somebody do that, no. I can't even think of one time or close to it. And that's what it is. You know, we're losing, you know, men in this business. You know, for the obvious reason, they're old, they're retiring, whatever. They have issues with the health, whatever. You know what I mean? So we got to show the generation. And this is what I try to make 
HVC looks sexy, A plum looks sexy, make it look fun. But at the same time, you know, like listen, it's still a business. You know, it's not, you know, it's not play time. But doesn't mean you can't have right. a good time doing what you like to do, or you know, it doesn't have to be serious all the time. That's why corporate America is not for me. It's not for everybody. I think corporate's a bunch of crack and shit if you ask me. And I and, and I don't like to deal with it. Even when I deal with customers, like I have a client that, you know, they're like magic company. I don't want to hear, oh, 90 days. No. No, I tell I have no problem telling somebody, listen, I did my job and let me ask you a question. You you fucking went away for your check for fucking 90 days? No, so don't ask me <laughs> stupid fucking questions. I'm like, come on. Like I don't like that shit. Like to me, I find that as an insult. Bro, I did my job. I want to get paid. And I think I should go for everybody. You did your job, pay the man. That's it. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, and there are always going to be somebody that wants to suck at somebody and wants to get over somebody. You know what? That shit don't fucking work. That's why they always get the shitty work. They only get so far in life and so far in their career. Just do yep. the right thing and that's it. Charge, listen, charge correctly and charge high if you want to. But just tell them straight up what it is. Show them the value. I show the value. You know how I show value? With social media. I leverage that. I leverage what I do. Don't think about it. Look it up. Google me. If you go to Google right now, you can do it right on your laptop. Just put Louis the Boilerman. See what it comes up. All my shit comes up. My marketing, my videos and stuff. So why don't you, right. I'm building a brand. I'm building me. You know what I mean? And, and that's what people need to do. Build your brand. Build you. You know what? If it worked for him, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't yeah, matter. Everyone's got to find their own path. Correct. You know what? It works for me. Even my guys tell me, it's going to work for me. No, you you know, it's the way you talk, your swag. How you talk to the customer, what you tell them. It is funny. People bitching about fucking they can't get paid. You you charge them more and you and you get the money. And I and I'm proud, you know, I laugh, but you know what? But I'm proud of that. I'm honored, to, you know, to tell somebody that like I'm proud I can do that. I proud I know I can get away with it. But I back that shit up. I tell them straight, listen, if I don't finish my job or do my job, don't pay me. I'm that right. confident, don't pay me. But my know, dad my dad was a general contractor, you know, and I grew up in that, and I remember when I got a little older, he told me, he's like, look, you know, because he dealt with homeowners, obviously, doing decks and, and additions and stuff like that. And the homeowner, it's always on the side where the homeowner is not sure if they can trust the contractor. But he said, look, I don't know if I can trust you either. So you got to give me at least half up front, and when I'm done, then you can give me the rest. But I'm not building this thing with no upfront money. You know? Oh no! You're absolutely um, right. It's always on the contractor. Oh no! Those yeah. days are gone, bro. Because I don't do that shit. And I, I have a friend of mine that works like that. I told him, "You're an idiot." It's my job to tell you you're an asshole. Because you know what? <laughs> you don't fucking know what the fuck you're doing. I'm like, oh yeah, like bro, that's fucking rule number one in my book. You don't fucking ever do a job without taking a deposit. I don't give a fuck if it's your best friend. I don't give a listen, bro. Right. I tell you from experience. Listen, I'm not telling you this because I made this shit up and pulled out my ass. I'm telling you because I experienced it. It doesn't work. You know, the minute you introduce a friend of a friend, as a friend or the family, or especially with a family, a relative, that's it, even worse. So, I, that doesn't that doesn't work. I'm not fucking going to do a job without, you know, because that's just the way things are. And I learned that. And again, this is things that I learned that I want to pass on to young guys. Listen, when somebody got nothing to lose, they don't give a fuck. Think about that. They don't care. But it don't cost them nothing. So, think of it like the landlord, you know, having the tenant. The tenant don't give a fuck. He put the heat up, blasted all day long. He ain't burning the, he ain't paying for the oil bill. He's not paying for the fucking bill. You had to pay that oil bill right now, or that gas bill, but specifically the oil bill right now, the way the, the way the oil is, is costing right now, <laughs> he would not be burning that shit up all day long, but it's not costing him a penny. It's on the landlord, so fuck him, right? That's the, that's the mentality what tenants do. So that's why right. I tell people that if it don't affect your pocket, you don't care. But if it affects your pocket, you are going to care. 
the chances well, of, of of them, you know, fucking up or defaulting is very unlikely. Not that they can't, but the likelihood of that happening is very unlikely. Well, so I'll tell you something, you know, on on distribution side. So, you know, like I'm I'm a TM. Dennis is a tech rep. We're both in wholesale, but we both were in the field or in a business before. So we've kind of got both sides of the coin. But one of the things that we see, especially for warranty stuff, is you know talking about not taking a deposit. You know, we have guys that are straight cash accounts, but they've got to do a warranty. Well, we had we have situations where, you know, if you're coming to get something and you're leaving with it, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Right. We you because if you leave with it and one, you don't bring it back or you bring the other thing back and you don't have proper paperwork. Guess what? Who never gets their money? We don't. Well, exactly. You know, at the end of the day, it goes, yeah, it goes back to the manufacturer. It's like, you've got to get your money out of it. We've got to get ours out of it. But if neither one of us do the paperwork or do it the right way, neither one of us get it. How about this? How about this? This one's a good one. How about that? They owe you money. You know, you tell them, listen, you know what? All right. If you switch, kind of switch the tables the other way around. If you owe him money, you see how fast. They come fucking looking for you. Oh, yeah, I need the money. Need right. the money. Oh, buddy. <laughs> we had that exact thing happen. We had a contractor today come in that's got, you know, he's had just a run. And, and dude, it happens. Sometimes there's a period of time where no matter what happens, you just have a crap run of luck. And yeah, it, it sucks, but it, but it happens. And that's where, you know, if you've got distribution and guys that back you up and support you, and, you know, you take care of one another. But we had a guy come in that, you know, he's had a little bit of run in the last couple of weeks, and he's like, "Well, you know, you guys owe me owe me this money." And I said, oh, "Buddy, it's like it's not even been been a month." I said, "How many you know? How many times did I have to call you for money? It, it's fair here, man. It's like we're we're right. getting it back to you too." <laughs> well, that's like me. It's like me going into you know Best Buy and saying, "Hey, my TV's old. Let me take this new one." I'm going to bring you my old one back and then I'll pay for it. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, that, that ain't that, going down. That ain't how it works. No, you pay for it. You bring it back. Um, and we'll, then we'll credit you your money. So, but, um, yeah, no. And, and, you know, and this is what I mean. We have to talk more about the business. How do we talk? How do we get better? That's what I see. You know I mean? Everybody, you know, talking about the tools, talking about, you know, I can barely hear you, Louie. Can you hear me? Nope. Just barely. Hold on, hold on a second. Hear me now? There he is. There you go. So what I was saying is like, you know, I think we're we losing focus on certain sometimes. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's just that I think, you know, we're losing more focus, you know, and what sometimes what could be a little bit more important. You know, not I would never discredit, you know, having a great tool, good tool. I believe in that. I believe in investing yourself, investing in your tools. I'm totally for that. But I think that's also a given, you know what I mean? We've been talking about that for years. So let's talk about the real deal. Let's talk about the need. Let's talk about money. That's where it comes down to the money. Because me, I'm here about making money. I'm not here, you know, because I like, you know, uh, you know, think of it like um, we're in the NBA. That's how I see us as not, not just me, myself. I feel like I'm in the major leagues. Just like all the other contracts out there. You're in the major, right? Because think about it. When you're playing baseball, you're in the minors. And then, you know what? When you do good, you know, you go to the to the majors. So I look at that in the industry of HVC. I'm in the in the, in the major leagues. I'm in the major leagues for quite a bit, 
And, and I say majorly because I asked this guy a question a long time ago. How do you become a professional poker player? And and Start I making money. And I, exactly, <laughs> and I read it, and that's exactly why I relate to this because I asked him how do we become? He said, and I asked him because there's no such thing as a school or technical or trade school, right? For a poker, I never heard about a poker school. Yeah. I could be wrong, so I don't know the industry. And I, and I asked him, and he told me, "You're right. There isn't any. There's no such thing as poker. You know how you become a professional? Is the minute I can make a living doing what I do, and I get paid for it. I get paid, you know, good money. You know what I mean? So I said, "Wow, this motherfucker is right." This guy, is, I apply that shit to what exactly I do. And you know what? I'm in the major leagues, and I feel everything. But what, strat- what makes us different and unique, you know what I mean? So people think they got a 20-man army, they're a way better company. But, man, you, that's just telling me you could do more. Yeah, you can muscle me in that direction. But I much rather have the quality and the charge more than what you charge it and have less headache. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody sees things a little different. That's how I see it. Right. Because I cannot go toe-to-toe with the biggest company here locally. How much I love to, it doesn't matter. He beats me financially. But what a good thing I have is that he can't duplicate Louis the Borderman twice. That's right. <laughs> he can't do it. Thank God. Thank God. My Lord. What would we do to you? We wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of HVAC, that's man, true. is uh um that's why these schools are, you know, people go to school and they get out. When I was in school, that's that's the way they pushed it. Um you're going to get out. You're going to get your license. You're going to start running service calls. The next thing you know, you know, you're going to do some installs. You may hire one guy or two and, um, you can go as big as you want or stay as small as you want. It's what's me personally. And I will tell you what it's make at. a good living. You know where the money's at right now? I believe in that part. And I'm going to push that. Is it sales? Because I have a good company guys. I'm in the business. My job is to be a good professional salesman because I'm already in the industry. You yep. work with some a couple of local guys, my man. That's how you push value. They're still independent because everybody want to feel some sort of independency. I get it. I won't, I can't take that or take that from anybody. That you know they don't want to feel like they're doing their own thing. Like you know I me, mean? I want their own business. That's the American dream. I think the American dream something could be a lot of crap and shit. But that's just my opinion. But you know, <laughs> like people people don't get like the American dream. Okay, and that's what I tell them. Do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you to do it. But be prepared to come with what comes with. There's a lot of dedication. Are you dedicated to do because it's very hard to wake up early in the morning every fucking day at the same time so you can make it to work at 8 o'clock. Think about it. Nobody's telling you what to do. Nobody's calling you. Right. You know, it's like it's on you. So. Well, that's why I'm glad we, we found you on Instagram because, you know, I love Instagram with with the whole HVAC thing and, and everybody's on there and you can see all sides of it. Um and it's growing, you know, there's, there's a big following on there and you definitely bring a different side to it. Um, you know, we were talking on the phone the other day, right? Well, about you got, uh, you know, I'm not throwing anybody out there, but you, you got one person on Instagram that, you know, pretty much does the same thing every day. And you got a young kid watching it going, Man, that's a sweet, that's a sweet gig, man. Yep. That's a sweet job. He, yep. And then there's a whole nother side of that, man. <laughs> yep. There's a whole nother side. Crawl spaces, attics, you know, um, chasing possums around in a crawl space. I mean, there's just a whole nother side of it. Speaking of that, and Louie's got to have yeah. some critter stories. We'll get there. Oh, but Louie's <laughs> got to have some good critter stories. I got one. Oh. I'll tell you one. Oh. 
Just big, big rats come to mind Gigantic. when I'm thinking of New York. <laughs> well, I don't tell you that once there's one job I never forget in East New York in Brooklyn. The heart of East New York, I don't know if you know about East New York, but at that time, it still lived, but not as much as it was years ago. And that's like the hardcore hood, one of the hood places in Brooklyn, which you don't want to be at. So huh. it's funny because, you, know, the, the, you know, over here is just the way it was. You know, I don't think that your talent would trend. You know, like you know, different type of ethnic backgrounds that that trend. So, for instance, like many years ago, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot of Irish plumbers, then the Polacks, right. and now the Italians, and now it's like it's now it's diverse, right? You know, it's the same thing with the cops. So, um, damn, I just lost my fucking train for a second. <laughs> Give me one second. Uh, what was I talking about? I just literally just lost my train of thought. Oh, your critters. Oh, the critters. Yeah, critters. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Oh, so in regards to the critters, I'm working with this this kid. His name is Dave. And me Dave, you know, he's this fucking big, you know, Mama Luke fucking Italian baseball guy. He's just the way he is because he's straight, literally from straight from Italy. Yeah, I was like, it's, he's, he's there on a working scene, so he's just totally straight up Italian. So he got this funny accent. So I'm like, yo, Dave, you know, we're going to go to this job that, you know, they can send us to. So we get there and this fucking is a low-income building People are disgusting. People take the garbage, and this is a fucking thing about six-family building, and they throw garbage, and they're so lazy, throw it outside by the dumpster, there's a little bit of a wall, you throw that shit in the fucking, uh, in the basement. So what happens when it's hot and humid, dark, and full of food in the basement? <laughs> oh, my God. When I tell you, bro, the amount of fucking rats that were in that place, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yo, <laughs> like, how many, yo, it, looks like, it doesn't even look like a fucking rat. It looks like a wave. I'm like, yo, oh, Jesus. what the fuck? I'm like, get the fuck out Ratatouille. of here. Ratatouille. Oh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille and his cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, get the fuck out of here. You can't get enough to go in that fucking basement. Yo, if, you know what? It's just, I got that, that rat, that shit skews me out, bro. If that shit touches me, I feel like I was touched, but like, I got the cooties. <laughs> Yo, that little fucking guy touches me. I forget. It. I got the coolie. Oh, That's what I was thinking, man. I feel like you would run into some rats up there. Oh man! And he's like, "Yo, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Call the fucking office." And I got in the office. And I'm like, Yo, don't ever send me back in this building. I'm not fucking with this fucking building. Okay. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it. And what happened now? Because they thought at first you know, I was overreacting. I'm like, bro, when I tell you, it's fucking like a. You know, we see the sea of monkeys, or just like the sea of rats. A fucking, like, you know, like, you know what are you going for the Ninja Turtles? Master Splinter? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Master Ryan loves him oh, some Ninja I love Turtles. Me some Ninja Turtles now. Oh, man. I was like, shit. Bro, I never seen that yeah. shit in my life. That was the first and last time I ever seen that shit in my life. When I tell you a sea of rats, I don't know what. Bro, it was just crazy. You know that? And you know the garbage bag? If you can vision that. A garbage bag that, you know, we're going to stand in the garbage bag, and you see the shit move. Like, the fucking, you don't see the rat. You just see the garbage move if you can listen that shit. And you, and you see more than one. You're like, oh, shit. They're having a party in there. So what? what's your favorite? You, are you Do you like residential or commercial? I mean, what do you like to lean towards? I like both, but for me, the residential make more faster money. I know people tell it's a right. little harder, but for me, I got my own style of selling. And, you know, how I do things, that it works for me. So to me, I, I mean, I, I always leaned on residential too, man. I, I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot out there for residential. I it's mean, great. Uh, we've had some guys on this show, you know, that do big time commercial and, 
and I get kind of geeked out on it. You know, we had HVAC footy on here and I'd love to work on some of the units that he's, he's working on or, or commissioning. But, um, when it comes to just turning money and owning your own little company, residential is the way to go, man. Uh, you can't beat it. That's I true. Think so. It's pros and cons everything, you know. Guys look at it, oh, you know, I got more space. Okay, that could be true. But the real the real talk is about the money. That's really what it comes down to. No one's gonna go to commercial, it wasn't good. You know, yeah, it's cool, it's better, but it's about the money, but I gotta tell you, you know, are you really good at doing that? That's all you wanna do. But at the end of the day, it's not just about that. Because yeah, that's what fanny for if you work in commercial they have thirty days, ninety days. And 30 days, as far as, you know, getting paid, 90 days, that's a big thing for a small business. And I don't think that's right. fair to, to either party, whether it's the, or the consumer side or retailer side. It doesn't matter. I think, listen, you did your job, I should pay you. I did my job, you should pay me. That's it. I don't know. Why do I have to wait 90 fucking days? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't like that. Yeah, we, we've had that discussion on here before with, with new construction and builders not getting their money and then the contractors not getting their money yep. and then we're not getting the money at the distributor um everybody's waiting on 30 60 90 days and everybody gets in trouble well and i mean i think and honestly i think rnc and like property management and home warranty are all just the same pits of despair when it comes to trying to figure out how to warranty. get paid you know oh, what? I'm sure with the customer reason, bro. I take every fourth of payment. I take anything. I have I bring it out. I will pay Venmo, sell me, whatever. I don't give a fuck if you got gold teeth. You give me a gold teeth. You got well, Dogecoin? You take some Dogecoin? Dogecoin. I need some gold teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I take some of that. They come over here. I got a pair of platter. That shit out of your mouth. But, <laughs> but I think any form of value. But that's what it is. You know, I can't give you the best price, but I tell you, listen, I'm going to give you the best. You know, I see the tax. You know, because people start, you know, start tax starts adding up when you start doing it to bigger numbers, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 3,000, you know. And tell them, well, you know what? You, you pay me cash, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little different. What do you, what do you mean? All right, listen, I'll watch the, the, the tax. All right? Good? We're good. You know, I know people may find about it. I don't give a fuck because everybody does it. So, you know, everybody does it at some point, or they do it, and it works for me. You know, it helps both ends. She don't got to pay the tax, and I don't pay the tax. You know, I just a little, it's just a little extra. You're not going to become rich off it, but every that little extra helps because you know, you have to keep what's keep on your pocket. And a lot of the guys could be great, but they're good. They have bad business practices. They do that affects them, and they don't realize it is them. And sometimes it's not the customer. It's easy to point fingers. You got to realize when you're doing right, when you're doing good, and when you're doing bad, and when you're fucking up at. But at least if you know what you're fucking up at, then whatever it is you're lacking, try to fix that, and that's how you become more efficient. That's how you make the more money. That's how you make money. And in the, in the right. commercial end of it, yes, you make great money, but you need a great army. You know, I'm not saying there's not good talent out there that can do it, but it's, it's only one of you. You can't duplicate, so you need, a, you need a team behind you. A lot of those businesses are doing business with bigger companies because that relationship that they established for years already. So it's really hard to get to something like that. And yeah, you can do it. It's going to take some time. You know, right. so you know that's that's what people don't understand. So, what is easier, take the path to release resistance or with resistance? You know, well, it's easier to talk directly to the homeowner. They're the decision makers, and you know, I don't give a fuck. Pandemic, no pandemic. Not everybody's doing bad. Some people made good money and came off during the pandemic, and some people didn't, and it was a bad time. 
So it depends which side of the fence you're at, but don't think just because we're going through a pandemic and the gas prices up that people are not doing well. There's people doing very well out there. You just got to find, again, what works for you. Even though it's the same industry, but it works different from here to Texas, Texas to Florida, Florida to California. Same service, same thing, but different things, different climates, you know. Based on the climate, you're going to sell a certain product. So, you know, these are things that, like, you know, they don't teach you this shit in trade school. They don't teach you this shit, you know, um, in any school. You know, it's the old man talking about, you know, real deal, real topic, real, like, about money. Because you're here to make money, right? You're not here to waste your think around. Or you want to hear talk about the fucking latest French that they be the same shit. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, just make money. Just talk about. So are you, do you take, you got somebody taking all your calls in or are you, are you the dispatcher? Oh, no. How's that I work? That's delegate work. So part of being successful, you got to learn how to delegate. And that's a big other thing that we have a big problem, including myself in the beginning. It's hard to trust people to do something that you want to do a certain way. I can't do it. I still have those problems. You know what I do? I just try to minimize. I try to like minimize it as much as I possibly can. It's it's going to happen. I have a subcontractor that fucks up, or his guys fuck up, I should say, and it costs money to do, fix the repairs after. But I still make enough money in margin that I still make a profit. So to me, sometimes like that thing goes, that thing goes You know, when everything goes right. somewhat better or good or perfect for that just that day, beautiful, you hit a home run. But other times, don't. No. So it's kind of the cost of doing business. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I've said that to Ryden several times. Yeah, there's a yeah, there is twice. a cost of doing business in service industry. It is a service industry, and um, I'll have contractors call me and go, "Man, I just uh, this unit's only like seven years old. I just braze this uh, crack up, man. Is there any labor for that, or is there any?" Uh, does the factory no. pay anything? And I'm like, no. uh, not for not for seven years. Sorry. No, the homeowner can pay you for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's no money in it. You know, there's no money just in this random bucket to to pay for that from the factory. Um, well, but, and, and you know, and that's I know we talked about that a bit before. You know, when when we sell a product, the that one time we sell it, that's when we made any money on it. The same way when you guys go out and sell a job, that one time you sold that job, you made money on it. Right. Well, if something else happens, you know, unfortunately, that profit goes bye-bye. It's just how just how <laughs> it happens. It, it just does. So, I mean, we're, we're in the same boat. Like, we, we don't want there to be a problem as much as you guys don't want there to be a problem. No, um, you know, I'm learning every day. Like I said, I'm 42 years old. I learn every single day, and what can I do to help, you know, to do better? You know, I spent X amount of dollars. I don't want to say specifically exactly dollar amount, but I spent enough. I spent a lot consistently, you know, and, and to push. You know, you constantly be looking at, like, okay, take a ball game. What can I do better? You know, so my food truck, I use that, for example. Yeah, okay, every week I'm checking the reports. What is he doing this week? What is he doing next week? What do I have to do this week? This week? This didn't work. Let me try something. You know, unfortunately, everything comes with a cost. So I still got to pay Google or any third party to do what I need to do to, to do my publicity. But it works. But you got again, you gotta find what works for you. And that's that's kinda right. like once you find that sweet spot, that's when you like just keep pushing that whatever it is you do that, you know, makes it you know makes it successful for you. So am I hearing this right that um 
Louis' mom's handling the finances, keeping you straight. Yeah, yeah, yep. nah, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's a that's a big factor. You know I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's not easy. Listen, work living with your mom is one thing. Work with your mom is another. And let me tell you something. My mom drives me nuts. <laughs> I love my mom. You know, she does everything. She, and you know why? It's crazy. She is my right hand. And, you know, who else can you trust? You know what I mean? If you can't trust your mom, right. who else can you really trust? So, you know what I mean? So I trust my mom. But aside from just trusting my mom, it's definitely it's it's also has tested my patience because being because I say that because you know my mom it drives me literally insane like we pop pets straight up like oh mom come on I don't want to hear this shit I mean like you know like it's just like if you to hear us you'll laugh like you're just you know it's a relationship it doesn't matter who you with but I want my mom so it's my mom so I'm like we're tied by the hip as much as we don't want to and I don't want to hear it but I gotta hear it it drives me insane because right. you know you know as a mother I can see what she's trying to do she's trying to be a mother and protect me, you know, and do the right thing as a mom and a parent. And I can relate to that because I'm not a mother, but I'm a parent, so I, I can understand that. But little does she know that she has to understand that things doesn't work how it was 20 years ago sometimes. So you got to also gotta go with the with the times. And not just me, it's her. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, a, it's like I'm learning off of her, and she's learning off of me, and she's definitely tested my patience. So I got to say that that's something I definitely <laughs> learned from my mom. And I apply that to, like, you know, with customers. Because there's some customers that really test you. And let me tell you something. I want to tell you to go fuck themselves. And I'm That's sure. the damn truth. That you is the damn truth, I want to give it to myself. I keep it to myself. I hear about my mom in the background. But I want to tell you, I want to tell this motherfucker, go fuck themselves. You know? <laughs> but sometimes you, gotta, you don't got to pay. You got to pay the bigger guy, you know? Listen, you know, I try to pay the cool guy because that's what works at the moment. Because he can hold that check and say, oh, I'm not going to pay you. So it's almost like I gotta bite the bullet. After they, after you collect the money, ah, fuck him. I don't give a fuck. But that's the game you have to pay to get your money. That's what you have to be strategic about. All right, you know what? Do I want to be an asshole? Think I can beat this off, or let my ego get the best of me, or just chill out? <laughs> you know what I mean? And try to get the money. That's what I had to do. I did it. You know that's what I mean. Like everybody talks everything about the all the. I don't want to say only all the positive. Just. Pointing one side, but you guys look at look at HBC as a whole. You know, let's forget. Let's not forget to say I'm sorry. sorry. Most words, let's not I was gonna say we gotta we gotta get some uh we won't keep you too long. We gotta get some closing statements from Louie. Like what's somebody getting into HVAC or already in HVAC, what's what's the best advice you can give them? So somebody getting into HVC. Listen. Guys, this is something that I would tell you guys to get into if you if you feel you know you mechanically fine and you think that you know that what it takes. Listen, you'll make yourself good money. You can make some good money. I'm trying to pave the way for you guys in the sense that you can use social media. You got one of the biggest tools in your pocket, literally, is your phone. And that's a good point. You yes, have, yeah. So very good point. Your information is at the tip of your fingers. So learn how to use these tools. You know, don't try to reinvent the wheel, just try to Use the tools what's out there and will make and make it work to you how you want to work and it will work for you. But this also comes with a commitment, so you got to make sure you, do, you know what you get yourself into. So everybody wants to in a nice summer day wants to go to the beach and pool. That's where we're going. <laughs> it's not the beach or the pool. So I'm just giving Rat- you Ratatouille's house. So you got to value, value what's what's important to you. when you get and you get at what you do. You will make the money and then you're gonna pave the way for yourself. You say you know what. I got the privilege of saying, you know what? I only work Monday through Friday, some overtime. I got Saturday, Sunday. But in the beginning, you can't do that. You got to kind of like earn your stripes. 
and for not even just your competitors around you, for yourself. That's how I see it. Compete with you. You know what I mean? That you want right. to make yourself better. You should be evolving as a person, as a technician. That's just the way I see it. Just, you know, keep your eyes on the prize. Learn something new every day. That's right, I like it. That's right. Yes, sir. Well, hey, man. Good job. You did a great job on the podcast. Yeah, I love the time talking it. over you guys, you know, getting different topics. I hope I didn't uh, drive anybody crazy out there going from one topic to different. But I just think that these are things that, you know, I feel that we need to need to hear. You know, somebody has to Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, like I said, you, you're doing a good job on Instagram, keeping it real and, and you know, real life as far as HVAC goes because there's, there's a whole other side to it. I feel like it gets lost a little bit sometimes on there. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I, I mean, want to do like I, it's funny because I, I like this interview because it makes me. I kind of like want to document my story and, and really put it out there. Like anybody, you know, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to my bros and what I've You know, I made these mistakes. Don't do the mistakes I've done. That if we can learn from there, start from there. I think that's a win. You know, you don't want to fuck it. I paid good for somebody else for him to have a better life. That's why I see it. That's right, that's right, man. Well, hey, I always like to, at the end here, we always, well, it's kind of new. We've been doing, uh, kind of throwing out some other podcasts and some other stuff. Maybe some Instagram people that you like. Uh, who do you like to follow on Instagram, Louie, for, for HVAC? I would say P-E-H-V-A-C. My remember Roberto. So oh, yeah. My boy out there. And, uh, and I want to give a big shout out to him. Um, he's definitely one of a kind. He's a genuine dude. Where's he at? California? He's yeah. in California. He's in yeah. uh, LA. Is it LA or it's like a suburb LA? He's got to be. Yeah, he's he rocking is. the big yeah, swap. Uh, we just did a sticker swap with him about a week oh, yeah. or so ago. Yeah, he's a great Got dude. on, got on the old air handler in yeah, the garage. No, I, I got to say, I got to give credit <laughs> to him. You know what? Um, he does some phenomenal work. He does some great work. And you know what? He's truly passionate about the HVC industry. And that's what I love about him. And you know what? He always wants to do better for himself, for his family. So, you know, we got a shout out to uh, Roberto. I want to tell him, listen, bro, I got a lot of love for you, respect for you, my man, and I think, you know, you're doing So keep doing what you're doing. Well, and everybody go check out Food Rocket. Oh, yeah. That's right. The number one Louis- food truck in all of Long Island, <laughs> Papi. I'm telling you. Are you going to get, get on the Great American Food Truck Race? Listen, I'm going to create one. Forget about them. I want to create my own. Yeah, that place is open till 3 a.m., man. Ain't nobody that? opens at 3 a.m. That's what I'm telling you. And I, and, <laughs> Dude, nothing nothing happens good after 12 o'clock. <laughs> no, you know, no you're absolutely right. But listen, that's what it has to be worth my time. And I can tell you, those tacos are worth the price. Because I'm not gonna- you know how many times I needed a taco after 12 o'clock, Ooh-wee, man? I tell you. I would have crushed that place. <laughs> no, but I tell you this. You come around my way and you try my tacos, I'm telling you. You'll be salivating. I'll be you know. That's all. I'm forewarning you. <laughs> I seen it on Instagram with a little fire going out there, a little fire pit. Yeah, man. You know what? It's something I really, it's new to me. Honestly, it has not been lucrative at all. I mean, breaking all my negative. It's just that, you know what? I'm not there yet. <laughs> hey, but man, I, 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 I trust you in the process that it was good. And that's kind of what I love it because it's, I could be me. I like to joke around. I like to be me. And that's the beauty of and that's what the beauty about in the art of business. You can do it in anything you want, and we can do it in HVC. That's why you, know, you remember you remember Friday, the movie Friday. Yeah. You can't eat all the profit. You can't eat all the profits. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you can't eat the product. You gotta sell it. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I've been told that many times. And listen, bro, 
You know, I'm not eating a pie, but <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. I don't pick one up here or there. <laughs> but listen, guys. Well, cool, it's man. Been, it's yeah. been fun chopping up with you guys. I got to say thank you first. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for uh, listening to me and, you know, my crazy uh, my crazy ways and my crazy styles. But you know what? I hope anything I said out there, any listeners out there listening, listen, you know what? If anything that could change your life, look into HVC. I think, the, you know, if it's done well for me, it could do well for you. It is It is a market ripe with opportunity. Absolutely. It truly yep. is. It truly if you're is. Business and you can't make money in this market, well, you're doing something wrong. Well, appreciate you coming on, man. We're gonna. I'm gonna edit all this and uh, riding will probably throw it out there Friday, I guess. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I love to hear it. I love to share it. And uh, listen, I hope this is not the. I heard this is the first of many. I like it. All right, man. All right, buddy. Take care, guys. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. Ciao. And what I want to say is, wepa mi gente. <laughs> Man, dude, Louis had me so excited. He was a that was a uh, there's so much energy. That's one excited human to talk about some HVAC right there. I love the Um, passion, I love the passion. So, thanks, Louis. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, yep. Well, once again, man, you don't have guys on here much that talk about the money side, and at the end of the day. This dude's trying to make some money. That's what he's. That's what we do. Well, I mean, you know? we we didn't go in this business to not make money. We didn't. If you got in this right. business and your goal was not to make money, I'm kind of confused why this is what you do for a living. I kind of like the uh, the analogy he he brought up with uh, like pro sports, right? How, what what makes you a professional? Well, yeah. you get paid to do it for a living. Yep. So he looks at himself as a professional. HVAC guy and that's in his mind I think it's a cool way to look at it right yep um yeah I he was on a roll man he was crushing it no he he definitely came ready to go so I will (laughs) give him that (laughs) well it took us a while to get him on there we had the old uh me and riding with our uh you know our VCR over here to record on antiquated uh, recording <laughs> programming. <laughs> I just don't know if there's a a better program though, because it it separates the tracks. And that's and that's the thing, you know. We we've come. We feel like we've semi came to be known to have really good quality audio now that I've fixed my microphone. Right. And thanks, Zach. Good job. Yep. Right. Good job, guys. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Um. But you know, um, that and, and it's just it it is nice to be able to have a little bit of audio control and make sure everybody's easy to hear and right and so on and so forth. So you know, I guess yeah, so I guess for listening. I was gonna say I guess uh, <laughs> he's got a bougie food truck. We got a bougie HVAC show. That's right, we do. <laughs> yeah, so now I want tacos and no joke. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the show. We'll uh, never know what you're going to hear on here. That's the um, truth. 
wasn't really a kid's version. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> Louie keeping it real. Um, first, first, uh, first joint of the show. True. Instead of a beer. True. Um, so Respect. got that in there. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're moving on up here. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to this, it's Friday and what else you going to do? Listen to Louie. That's right. And go crack another beer. If, if you don't get excited about HVAC, listen to that guy. I don't, there's something wrong with you. I don't either. I can't wait for whatever social media he comes out with to promote uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait. <sighs> I can't wait to see if he we get a cool costume or what. Is that dude? Uh, oh, dude, he always does stuff crazy. I I want to see him in that wrestling suit so bad. God, I died in his St. Patrick's Day one. That was a riot. <laughs> so yeah, go follow Louie. He he keeps it real on Instagram. Yep, at um, Louie the Boiler Man. Yep. And we will see y'all next time. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. And what I want to say is, where's my head there? Ha, ha, ha.